Want a job where you can use your talents, make a difference, and have the freedom of remote work? Then meet Belay. Belay has contractor opportunities for proven professionals, providing administrative support and social media strategy to fast-paced organizations throughout the United States, all from your home. To learn more, just visit belaysolutions.com slash jobs to apply. That's B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com slash jobs. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Combo Podcast. That's Cameron over there. Hello. And I am Jenna. Um, for those of you who follow us on our social media pages, um, we just got done doing a live on Instagram. We did. Where we um, cooked Ethiopian food slash attempted to cook Ethiopian food. Half of it turned out really fantastic. Pretty much all of the toppings. Um, the bread, we really, following instructions is important. Okay. So go watch our video and you'll learn that Jenna told me how to do everything wrong. Everything And then she blamed wrong. it all on me. It was like, my stuff turned out fabulous and Cameron's <laughs> turned out horrible. And I'm like, cool. You literally were like, cool. do this. <laughs> oh, right. Hey, Cameron. Why don't you tell yes, everyone okay. what we're drinking? So we were drinking the same thing we were drinking during the podcast because it is 8.30 at night. So we are literally ready for bed. It is during the podcast? You mean during the live? Sorry, during the live video on Insta. We're just... We're just like um, a jack of all trades, you guys. We just do everything. Okay, so we are drinking a Merlot from Aldi. It is the Winking Owl brand. It is the only brand to get. I was actually in Aldi today picking this up, and there was some ladies behind me, and they were like, do you hear that? Jenna is pouring the wine right now. Um, There's some ladies behind me, and they're like, oh, what's that Owl brand? And I turned around. I said, it's the cheap wine. I said, it's so good. You have to get it. The bottle of Merlot was like $2.98. I also got a bottle of Chardonnay, which... Uh, is going to be going in our giveaway that is going to be coming soon to you guys. If the winner is 21, excuse. Yeah, if not, John disclaimer. Jen and I will drink the Chardonnay and you'll get the rest of everything. But it is a dry wine. It comes from California. It's a medium bodied and it has little flavors of like black cherry, mixed berries, and a hint of vanilla. So yeah, it is super good. And only $3. And only $3. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're going to jump right into this. Hi guys. Okay, so today um, our topic is um, environment, sustainability, just all about how to be sustainable, um, our thoughts on sustainability, our thoughts on um, kind of global warming in a way. Eh, eh, we can get into that that's a little bit. That's a stretch. Uh, that's a little bit of a stretch, but also just um, trash and like recycling and just how it actually is impacting the environment. Um, yeah, so we're just going to jump right into that. And Jenna, I think it's going to start off with um, telling us a few things. Yes. Um, first, and Cameron might talk a little bit about this too, but, um, I feel like forever it's been like, if you care about the environment, you're, you're on the left, you're on the left or whatever. And I'm like, you guys, anymore, it's okay. I feel like global warming is a whole other issue, a whole other, um, you know, um, just a whole other subject entirely, a whole other topic. Um, but as far as like recycling goes and just consumerism and how much we're, you know, just um, producing stuff is, you know, affecting air quality because, I mean, 
air quality in China is actually is actually absolute garbage. There's no way you can you know argue that. Um, it's not a left or a right thing side. It is literally the earth that we all live on, right. and yeah, it's a big deal. Definitely. And we um, definitely need to take it a lot more seriously than I think we do. So um, yeah, we just wanted to talk about it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start um, with just giving you guys some statistics that I found on. Um, how much garbage we go through, how much trash we go through, um, estimated landfills, how quick, how quick the landfills are estimated to be to fill up. Um, and honestly, I was kind of a little bit scared to look at this because one thing that kind of, um, I'm going to be honest with you, the, over the last six months, I would say is when I've really actually started to be more aware of how much garbage I went through, how much single use plastic I use, just, um, how I myself was, impacting the planet the environment all that kind of stuff um and just how honestly wasteful I was being you guys bottom line just being so wasteful being so just convenience over everything because that is what a lot of it is okay so what started me just kind of being more aware and um thinking that I this was something I needed to be more aware of and look into more and just do more research on um, was the statistic that I read on the top of a news article, and it said the landfill in Rapid City is now estimated to be at capacity, at full capacity, by 2037, and is now seeking a $7 million expansion. Um, that freaked me out. I'm like, what? Because that's South Dakota. That is South Dakota. That is not far away from me. I'm like, like that means they will be able to fit no more trash like that is to they have used all of their space for trash and then that that um scene in Wally well pretty much the whole oh, movie Wally yeah. flashed in my head the beginning scene where pretty much the entire earth is covered in trash there's no more room for humans they all have to go up into this spaceship right. and where for those of you who haven't seen Wally because yeah. the earth is unlivable because they have literally filled the entire thing up with trash it has polluted all of the soil they can no more longer like grow food and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's it's scary because I feel like a lot of these futuristic things are just like, oh yeah, that'll never happen. It's becoming like slowly more and more plausible, if not in our lifetime, the generation after us. And just think about when you, if it's hard to wrap your mind around how much trash you get rid of, think about going to the grocery store and how many things you buy that are packaged, whether that's yep. um, produce or frozen food or bread or granola bars or literally everything has a package on it. And most of them, I always check the packages. Those are like not recyclable products, so you have to throw those away. Yeah. So just think about think about how often you take the trash out. I mean, right. Just just think about that. Right. Now I'll give you guys some actual numbers here, just to kind of chew on a little bit. Okay. So uh, it is estimated that four pounds of trash is produced per person in South Dakota per day. So that is a statistic that's just, I mean, specifically to South Dakota because. I mean, I live in South Dakota. And just okay. also, like, just to throw that out there, like, we live in South Dakota. It's much smaller. If any of you guys live in, like, literally any other state, it is going to be much more than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, or there's so many more people, so the trash right. amount's more. Right. So, yeah. Um. So, the average person in a developed country produces an average of 2.6 pounds of garbage a day. To put that into perspective, if you weigh under 200 pounds, you will produce your body's weight in garbage in under three months. Let me read that again. To put that into perspective, if you weigh under 200 pounds, you will produce your body's weight in garbage in under three months. In just America alone, we generate approximately 230 million tons of, pra- of trash per year. 
meaning every American on average produces 4.6 per day. So that means we are a solid two pounds more than other developed countries here in America on average. Um, surprise, surprise, America is higher amongst the other developed countries in our wastes. Yeah, yeah. About wow. 75% of the garbage in America is recyclable, yet only 30% of it gets recycled every year. 30% out of the 75 that is recyclable. And you want to know what's really sad is even like the items that you do recycle, if there's anything in that item that isn't recyclable, if you right. leave food in that item, mm-hmm. if you don't rinse out like your cans or there's like um, a label or something on your item that's not recyclable, they will literally take like that entire like group of trash, not just that one item, that entire group of like trash that is mm-hmm. recyclable and just throw it in the trash. Right. So you need to be careful when recycling that you are doing the correct steps. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Do not be lazy. Sometimes I'm like, oh, right. do I really don't want to rinse out my yogurt bowl because then it leaves nasty yogurt in the sink. I just want to throw it in right. the recycle, but I'm like, need to rinse it out so it can be recycled. So it actually can be. Right. So, and like, I think that's honestly the biggest, the biggest thing. And I even realized that with myself, like I am by no means perfect. Like I am new to the whole like recycling business, the whole sustainability business, like all that. I'm new to it. I'm not very good at it sometimes. Like I still take home a take home container from you know, if we go out to eat and I get something to go, whatever, but it is, you guys, it's an inconvenience, but it is a necessary inconvenience. Like it is so necessary. And the thing is, is it's just, it's, it's mostly just comes down to us being lazy and us not wanting to take the time to do something that is really going to be beneficial to us in the future. Ever since you like pointed that out to me that it's like us being lazy, like I'll notice myself doing things and I'm like, Cameron, you're being lazy. And I hear your voice in the back of my head. Yeah, because that really is it. And I mean, I'm guilty of it just as much as the next person, but we need to catch ourselves in the act and be like, no, exactly. it is possible to make these changes. Yeah. It's just gonna, it's a matter of taking five extra minutes out of your day. Exactly. Um, Okay. So a few more stats to give you guys. Um, Based on data collected by Waste Business Journal, over the next five years, total landfill capacity in the U.S. is forecasted to decrease by more than 15%. By 15%. (laughs) This means that by 2021, only 15 years of landfill capacity will remain. However, in some regions, it could be only half that. That's so scary. Regionally, the Northeast is most heavily... That means, you guys, in one year, we'll only have... So that roughly means we'll have, we have 16 years left. We have 16 years left before our landfills are filled up in the U.S. So then what are we going to do? So then what are we going to do? $7 million, like $7 million expansion Expansions fees? for each one. Yeah. And then that's just creating more of our environment. Um, a trash dump. Right. Like, literally. Literally, we're just making our world into a trash dump. Yeah. Because we're too lazy to recycle. Yeah. Or make recyclable products. Right. Or compost all of our stuff. Yeah. You know? It's insane. Um, okay. So, regionally, the Northeast, this is America, regionally, the Northeast is most heavily affected, losing approximately 30% of its capacity over the next five years, followed by the Midwest, which we live in the Midwest, heads up, with a 24% capacity loss. Not surprisingly, the Northeast and Midwest regions also have the shortest remaining landfill life. The Western region um, fared the best with regards to reductions in net landfill capacity, 8% by 2021, and at 22 years has the longest remaining capacity. So you guys, even the region of the USA that has the most hope and is doing the best is still going to be filled in 23 years. And that's us, right? That's the best. That's, right? we're the no, best. we're not the best. Oh. We're one of the worst. Midwest is one of the worst. But I don't understand why we're one of the worst. Do you? We have so much space. 
yeah, we have so much space, but... Well, do you think it's just because we don't recycle as much as other, like, as the cities and stuff? You know, I honestly don't know. Because, like, the small town that we're from, they do not offer any sort of recycling. Right. Maybe that is it, that we have a lot of rural area, areas where people just, like, don't really give a crap. Well, I mean, it might be that they don't give a crap, but those people that want to recycle cannot. Right. There's no, like, we don't have a trash service. Yeah, there's not a service. So, like, where I live, we do have a trash service that recycles, so we, whenever I take the trash out, like, we have two bins, one's recycling, one's not. Right. So, whenever I go home, I'm constantly, like, grabbing all this stuff that should be, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go put this in the recycling, and then I remember I have to throw it away, and I, like, cringe. It's just kind of yeah. sad. It's so sad. Yeah, it is really sad. Um... So, the land, yeah, and then like I said, the landfill in Rapid City is now estimated to be at capacity by 2037 and is now seeking a $7 million expansion. Um, 150 tons of plastic is estimated to be in the ocean right now. 150 tons. Well, there's an entire island that I mean, is made out of trash. Island. Yeah. But you guys, 150 tons. Tons. Not pounds. You just can't even. No, you can't wrap your mind. You around. can't wrap your mind around it. No. You can't even. I can't. I, saw, I can't wrap my head I around can't. a single ton. No. 150 tons. Oh my gosh. Okay. Eight million tons is added annually, which breaks it down to the equivalent oh. of one garbage truck load being added per day Ew. to the ocean. Oh. It is estimated that by 2050, there will be more pieces of trash in the ocean than fish. This year, our entire world will generate 2.6 trillion, 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 trillion pounds of garbage. Half of which is organic waste like food, which is good. Half of that 2.6 trillion is organic, so it is, you know. Biodegradable. Biodegradable. Um, that is, but just so you know, that's still trash. We're still throwing it away. We're still yeah. being wasteful. It's still going into our landfills, whether we want to think about it or not. Um... Just to give you an idea, 2.6 trillion pounds of garbage this year alone, that is the weight of 7,000 Empire State Buildings. And you guys, there's so much more out there too. I just like wrote down the most shocking ones right. to exactly. share with you guys. Exactly. There's so many more. But there's so many more statistics out right. there. Like, how many miles do you think that, I should have Googled how many miles that, that trash that, is going that for. trash island is going for. I, you guys. It's sick. It's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. And that's another thing. You guys, just put it in the garbage. Yeah. Littering? Seriously? Oh, that makes me so mad. It's just, again, it's just being, it's just being lazy and inconsiderate. So, what made me really mad was in Manchester, the garbage would be five feet away, and people would drop their trash five feet from the garbage can. Five feet. They could not walk to the garbage can and put it in their trash can. Like, I do not understand. Like, the stupidity. Like, insane. It's, I can't, yeah. Anyway. Um, I mean, that, that's, that's what I had. And, um, and like I said, it all just, I feel it comes down to a lot of being lazy and just, you know, taking that extra five minutes to, you know, rinse your yogurt container out, recycle it properly, all that kind of stuff. But also do your best to not even have to use plastic in exactly. the first place. Like wherever you can. Yeah. You know, use, use the same like, I have a bamboo container that I take my lunch to work in now. Yeah. You know, like, even trying to buy plastic containers left. Because let's be real, you guys. Those lids and bottoms, they never stay matched up. And you're buying a new thing at Tupperware. Like, I don't know about you, but I was buying a new thing at Tupperware, like, once a year. Where do those other things go? I don't know. Probably in the trash. Exactly. They're probably part of the island They're now. They're not part of the island. Part of the island now. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, just things like that. When you go to the store, take your own bags. Have you bought the beeswax things yet? I haven't bought the beeswax wraps yet, no. Okay, so I have the beeswax wraps. And so I don't buy any plastic wrap, any saran wrap, zero saran wrap in my house. And for a while, we didn't have any tin foil either. But sometimes you just got to use the tin foil. Yeah. It's kind of hard. Is tin foil recyclable? You know what? I don't know. I'm going to go see. Okay, but anyways, um, I have the beeswax wrap, so I don't use any sort of saran wrap and so the beeswax wraps are just like a wrap that is made from um beeswax yes. it is recyclable wait flatten carton the carton is recyclable um so i will like wrap my avocado or my watermelon or anything you'd usually use saran wrap for i use these beeswax wraps i have like three different sizes and it's perfect and then you rinse them with cold water let them dry and use them right. again i have like three Excuse different size ones yeah and they, they work perfectly so that's a great idea. Also, um, I have written down here that an estimated 5 trillion plastic bags are used worldwide each year. So um, that goes along kind of with what Jenna was saying. How, like, get reusable bags, you guys. I just keep them in my car. Um, and, yes, there's times that I have them in my car and I go inside and I literally forget them. And it makes me so mad. But I, I'm trying. You have to make it a habit. It Practice makes perfect. So um, I have the recyclable bags um in my car, take them in when you get your groceries. Also, lots of places will give you, like, it's not very much, but they'll give you, like, 10 cents or 5 cents back, like, per bag that's recyclable that you're using. Yep. Um, so then that way you don't have to buy the plastic bags. Also, 400 million tons of plastic are produced globally every year, and globally only 9% of plastic ever produced has been recycled, while 79% can now be found in landfills, dumps, or the environment, and 12, only 12% has been um, incinerated. So... Um, okay, sorry to interrupt. No, that's okay. But, um, so, tinfoil is recyclable. Oh, good It's just, know. it's along the same lines of, like, aluminum cans, but the okay. catch is, it needs to be clean. So, so they recommend that, yeah, you rinse off any food and then wad it into a ball. Oh, okay, that is super good to know. Yeah. Uh, and then also, um, if you like, like, smaller pieces of metal that you're trying to recycle, you should put in like a bigger piece of metal or something like that because it can like get stuck in the recycling things and oh, break that's the super... recycling machines and stuff. Oh, well, we don't want to break those. That is yeah. okay. Um, okay, a few act, a few little facts about air pollution. Um, Jenna also touched on this, especially like China. Nine out of ten people worldwide breathe in polluted air. So, I mean, we're all being affected by it. Also, um, I don't know if any of you guys have ever been to like Denver, Colorado, but there will be like signs on days that there's poor air quality and it will... That's so scary. Yeah. And it will say like, cause Denver has a really high, um, like they're really close to the, they're just a very high up like, altitude. Altitude. Thank you. Yep. Um, so there'll be like signs and stuff on the interstate and it says like, um, poor air quality today, please carpool or please do this or whatever. And then I was actually, um, if you go on your little app for um on your like weather. smartphones yeah the weather app yep it'll say the air quality on it and the other day it said like great or good or whatever in brookings and then i checked sioux falls and then i checked new york city and then i checked chicago and all of them said good and then i went to i was like what about denver and i hit denver's and it said average so mm-hmm. like denver's is that's never scary. super good yeah just because they are so far up and so that just proves that like all that um the factories and everything that's going on there and because they're higher up like it does decrease the air quality so right that is just something to keep in mind it is a real even here in the u.s um um i just sorry just on that china yeah i know because my sister they had friends living there and um um and they had a baby while they were there and everyone was like 
and they took their baby out. There's something that you're not supposed to take your baby out in China before it's like one year old or something like that. Really? So his mom's just like, I don't know what the exact timeline is, but it's before a certain age. And um, obviously these her friends were from the U.S. and they were taking their um, baby out, you know, yeah. into the world. And all these Chinese people will come up and be like, why is your baby out here? Why is your baby out here? Whatever. And finally they're just like, we're Americans. Our baby is fine. Like, because oh it's gosh. just, you don't take your infants out because of the air quality. Because of the air quality. It, and they all have these like air purifiers going on in their apartments really? and stuff like that. And they're on, on days where air quality is so bad. You just like, don't leave your house. It's just like, Wow. A really, you know, like a blizzard day for us or something like that. Like, it's just part of their weather. And, um, you'll see it quite a bit in, um, in like Chinese fashion or like Asian ch- fashion where they have like the decorated mask. I was just going to say the mask. Decorated face mask. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because, um, then it will be like in the US or even like I saw it in Europe, you'd see a lot of Asian people walking around with the masks on. Like, they still yeah. wear them mm-hmm. because, I mean, that's what they're used to. And yeah. They're trying to protect themselves. Yep. And literally the masks, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, they just look like, a, at least oh, the ones I saw, mask. like yeah. a medical mask. Yeah, yeah. the hospital. And then yeah. and then they've started recently making them more fashionable than just like the plain white or blue. Yeah. Okay, so also an estimated 7 million people die along that line. Um, 7, 7 million people die every year from air pollution, with almost 90% of deaths occurring in countries of low and middle incomes. Mm-hmm. So that is just so sad that people are literally dying from air pollution. Okay, so um, that now that we've kind of talked about plastic um, and air pollution and those lines, I'm going to jump into clothing, and I actually have a lot to say about this because when I studied abroad at Manchester Metropolitan University, um, <coughs> it was just like a really big topic there, and it's also just a very big topic, I don't know about you, but like in Europe, like they like, oh, yeah. they were very um, aware of their environment, and they were all about that. Right. Which yes. I feel like it depends on kind of what crowd you're running in and where you are in the world too. But um, I would say for the most part, at least I have experienced this, for the most part, I feel like a lot of people aren't aware of it. So I feel like it's one of those things when you think about like recycling and consumerism and h- how you're polluting the world. You know, obviously you automatically think to, oh yeah, I use so many plastic bags. I don't think that many people really think about, oh yeah, my clothes. Right. What's in my closet? I never knew this. Okay, so this is like, excuse me, this is extremely startling. So, um, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but the um, fashion industry is actually one of the most polluting industries in the world, and um, it actually is the second most polluting industry in the world, right behind oil. And I'm sure we all have heard about like the oil spills and everything like that, and hearing the fact that fashion, like the clothes that you wear every single day, falls right behind oil is just very impactful and it's very impactful to me because that is the industry I'm going into and that is what I work in and Jenna also works in that um so I'm just going to talk about that a little bit 20,000 liters is the amount of water that is needed to produce one kilogram of cotton and that is equivalent um to one single t-shirt and a pair of jeans okay so some of this stuff might be um in like metric measurings because um in Europe that's what they use versus what we use here so, sorry about that. I'll try... Some of the things I did convert, but just stay with me here. Okay. Also, so I just got finished saying that the 20,000 liters is the amount of water needed to produce a kilogram of cotton, which is equivalent to a single t-shirt and a pair of jeans. Okay. So, it's like, why is that such a big deal? That's water, whatever. We have a lot of water. Everyone probably thinks, blah, blah, blah. Well, this is a super interesting... Um, article. I'm just going to read a little bit of it here to you. And this pretty much explains to you um, why that is an issue. So cotton also, so cotton guzzles water. 
And in one of the articles I found, um, this man Sweeney said, in the 1950s, two rivers in Central Asia that aim... Okay, guys, the words are going to be completely bombed here. The Amu Dara and the Sira Dara were diverted from the Aral Sea to provide irrigation for um, cotton production in Uzbekistan and near Turkmenistan. <laughs> Today, water levels in the Aral are less than 10% of what they were 50 years ago. As the Aral dried up, fisheries and the communities that relied on them failed. Over time, the sea became over-salinated. Is that how you say that? Salinated and laden with fertilizer and pesticides from the nearby fields. Dust from the dry, exposed lake bed containing these chemicals and salt saturated the air, creating a public health crisis and setting onto the farm fields, contaminating the soil. Okay, so yeah, so pretty much using all this water on the cotton made it so that these places were not able to have water for their. Um, for fishing in the communities. They weren't able to have this water anymore because they were diverting the water away. So that just shows that like using that much water on creating one t-shirt or one pair of pants, like it's really so selfish. It's so selfish that we're right. using that water towards like material goods versus using that water to like... For someone's livelihood. For, like yeah. literally so someone can live life. We're like, no, we need this t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think necessarily it's, it's so much that as it is the fact that we are I feel like we're so consumed with ourselves as a culture and what we want and what we want right now we want to get right now that we don't even think we don't even we don't even think about the consequences or how it could be affecting other people no we don't we're so doing me for me and we don't understand it like I right. don't know any of this right and it's still hard because I do still buy a lot of clothes but I've also changed a lot of like what I've had what like the way I used to think has changed because now I'm like I only buy things that I love and I plan on keeping literally till they're ruined you know right yep I don't just like buy things to get rid of real fast right um I know like in um, England there is a store called uh, Primark and it is a uh, fast fashion and you can literally buy a pair of jeans for like eight dollars to probably between like eight and twenty dollars you can buy like a teddy jacket for like twenty like prices that you do not see anywhere you can buy this and so girls are going and they're buying all these clothes and they're wearing like this one outfit for one occasion and then throwing it away because it is so cheap and then that way they can post to their stories and their instagram or like influencers can it looks like they have more clothing because like you know they're getting it for so cheap so yeah so pretty much it's just a like ongoing cycle okay so um another thing is 23 percent of insecticides are used on cotton so why is this dangerous because insecticides um are not good for you and we are literally using 23 percent of that on that's used on just cotton so like when people like i am guilty of this too like i would rather sometimes i say like i'd rather buy cotton than i would buy um a acrylic yeah exactly it's um i would just rather get the real thing than the fake fabrics so it's just it's just hard and also um another fact to have on here is 60 percent of mammals have been destroyed since 1960 that is so sad you guys 60 percent of mammals like specifically mammals like how did that happen is that specifically mammals um, I'm not exactly sure how that one happened. Because mammals, that's like a widespread of animals right, right there, my friend. Here's the thing. I wrote this down in one of my lectures at school, and I don't remember what else came with the context of it and stuff. Um, 
So I'm still a little like not sure on that one, but that is what I was told in Europe, folks. So. Okay, so take that with a grain of salt, and if you want to know further on it, go and Google it or research it yourself. Because, yes, we do not. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Never know. Whatever. Okay. Um, so, another thing I wanted to say was, okay, the Western world throws away an average of 66 pounds of clothing each year, and only 15% is recycled or donated. The rest goes directly to the landfill or is incinerated. Synthetic fibers, such as polyester, use plastic mm. fibers. Therefore, non-biodegradable and can take up to 200 years to decompose. Two. 100 years. Yeah, 200 years. You guys, take them to Goodwill. This is another thing. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, please do. But, um, and I'm even guilty of this. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, that box of clothes has been sitting in my trunk for like two months. I keep on forgetting, I keep on driving past Goodwill. Right. Keep on forgetting, it's going to take me 10 minutes to do. But of course, it's just another little thing in my day. It's a hiccup. I don't want to deal with it. I'm too lazy. I'm too busy. Whatever excuse happens to me in my back pocket at the moment. And guess what I end up doing? I end up throwing it in the garbage. Yeah. You guys, take it to Goodwill. Take it to Goodwill. Take it to Plato's Closet and get money for it. Heck, do anything but throw it away. Please. Please. I beg of you. That was a little (laughs) Please. Thank you. Please. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so, um, back to, what was I? Oh, yeah. Not only can we recycle, but we can also focus on buying natural or semi-synthetic fibers. So, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Like, lots of times I'm like, oh, it's cotton. It's fine. It's a natural fabric. But, really... Um, it is using so many unnatural things like um, insecticides. Um, it's using a lot of water, which is obviously natural, but it's not good because um, when you use that water to um, go to these factories and create clothes, then you're taking the water from the villages and from the farmers and just everything. Okay, another thing, starch. So if you're unsure of if it is um, synthetic or natural fiber, check the tags on your clothing before you mm. buy it. Yeah. Um, if it has a name of something that sounds... Pretty much if it sounds natural to you and you've heard of it before, it is probably a natural fiber. Like, that is just, like, right. go with your Or if you really want to know, just, like, just look Google. it up. Exactly. Google. But what if are some natural fibers? Right. But if you're not sure, that it would be just a place to start. Cotton is natural. Um, polyester, like we said, is synthetic. Um, can you, acrylic, acrylic is synthetic. Is synthetic. Um, polyester. Literally, you're wearing the same thing that they make your gel nails out of and the thing that they make your retainers out of. You're, you're wearing it. It's, okay. like, a, it's like a plastic. That's just so disgusting. Plastic. Yes. Um, okay. Here, I just actually pulled up a few natural fibers. Um, silk is natural. Hemp, cotton, jute, um, flax. I didn't know that was a fiber. No, that was a wool. Rayon is actually natural. Um, oh, rayon is natural. Yeah. You guys, a lot of like cheaper because the thing is, is that a lot of natural fibers are going to be on the more expensive side. But rayon is not too bad. Rayon is like. A price point on a rayon shirt will be around the same as um, an acrylic or a polyester. Just so you know. Okay, but an interesting thing about rayon that you should know is um, rayon is made by processing cellulose in wood pulp. So, like, it is natural, but it's also synthetic. It's, like, one of those that's in the middle. Like, they have to process it to make it work. To make it work, yeah. So, it's, like, in the middle, just so you know. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, rayon, nylon, polyester... Like, rayon can fall under either. But other synthetic ones are nylon, polyester, acrylic, spandex. Um, these are all going to be synthetic fibers. Um, I want to know your thoughts on this. When you feel 
natural versus synthetic, don't you think the naturals feel better? Oh, yeah. They for sure do. And even if you... Because it's honestly, it's going to be hard to find something that is going to be 100% a natural fiber. It's a mix. Everything um, is everything like... Everything is a mix. 10%, but, 20 30 yeah. Right. At least start there because a lot of shirts that you will find, like that $10 shirt that you whip off of like the cheap bargains rack, it's probably going to be a mix of acrylic and polyester. Exactly. Okay? So instead of the mix of acrylic and polyester, maybe grab the mix of like, you know, this is 60% polyester, 40% cotton you know try to find those mix of um the actual what are they called natural versus natural thank you natural fibers and synthetic fibers that's a good place to at least start at least start because it is honestly it is pricey but i think our biggest thing here is to be aware yeah because i feel like a lot of people aren't aware so the biggest thing that we want to do is just be aware of what you're purchasing be aware of who you are being and the impact you are making as a consumer in the Western culture and just read tags. <laughs> yeah. Read the tag. We're back, literally back to like the grocery store where you sit there and read all the ingredients. Read right. the tags of your read clothing. Read the tags of your yeah. clothing. Um, I'm really excited. I actually take a textiles course um, next year. Um, my last year of college. Yay. Um, I take a course and I find out like how all the different fabrics like what they do, like if they pill easily, um, if they're durable, how they wash, um, how they acrylic hand- pills so badly. Yeah, so I'll, oh. just, I'll just be learning like all that yeah. different stuff, and I'm really interested for that because I do just kind of sometimes buy things and then like things end up happening to it, and I'm like, what the heck? Why is this pilling or why is this such crappy quality? Right. And it's like if I would have just known that this is not a good like fiber or this is like not a good right. Um, yeah, just product to be buying. Or even, like, the other day, I bought... There was this cardigan, and I had been waiting for it to come in. Is this the one that you had told me about? Ever. The black one? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I had been waiting for it to come in forever, you guys. And um, and it came in, and it was, like, I think, like, 80% acrylic. And the, my first thought in my head was, this is going to be so dang pilly in two days. And I literally had the thought, I'm like, okay, it's going to be so dang pilly, and you're going to deal with it. And I'm like, because I wanted it so bad. And so yeah. I just bought it, and I'm like, wait... This is gonna. You can't be mad when it gets pilly. You is just it can't. pilly now? Yeah, it's so pilly now. Do you but still I mean, love it? It's kind of. It's kind of like a cozy sweater, and it kind of almost got like fuzzy as opposed to super pilly. So you still like it? So I still like it. Okay, good. Because yeah. I know you loved it, so I'm hoping you still. Like yeah, it. I okay. still do like it, and Serena wears it all the time, and I wear it all the time. We both get lots of compliments all the time, which you know is the most important. Most important. Most important. Okay, so also um, talking about all this purchasing, also try to make a conscious effort just to buy less, and when buying, buy more quality items that you will wear right. more and or mend. Okay, so something to say on this. The items that I have bought quality, that I have literally spent like 100 bucks on these jeans, 100 bucks on this car- sweater, I have actually bought a few sweaters that are $100 um, or gotten them as presents. I ask for them for Christmas. <laughs> um, and like free people or just like a little bit more like quality brands right. and stuff. Made well. Made well, yes. Those items that I have bought and like spent the money on last so much longer and I wear them so much more and like I'm okay with wearing them more because they look good like it doesn't matter that I wear it like a couple wow I sound so like snobby so I was gonna say a couple times a month (laughs) because I seriously like don't like to wear the same thing at all like I switch it up so much so saying a couple times a month I sound I have like the same like 10 outfits that I rotate I do not so bad well to work because when I, I say a couple times a month, I mean, like, I wear the sweater, like, every other week. Which, hey, that's not... No, that's not ridiculous. No, that's, that's not ridiculous. That's probably what I do, too. Yeah, because I, like, switch up what I wear. Like, I'll wear mix and match things. But anyways, um, 
Also, according to the Apparel Industry Environment Impact in six graphic articles, when comparing the year 2000 to 2014, we see consumers have purchased 60% more clothing and only kept each item half as long. This emphasizes the seriousness, how much we are purchasing. And I also think that just, just like, we used to have, like, hot couture used to be such, like, much more of a thing um, and much more of a thing than it is now. Okay, I meant to say haute couture, not hot couture. But that's like how it's spelled. It's though. literally spelled H A U T E couture. But um, it is pretty much haute couture is expensive, fashionable clothes produced by leading fashion houses. Um, so like haute couture, some examples would be that are officially recognized as haute couture are Chanel. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to really know any of these. Um, Christian Dior, Frank Sorbier. Um, those are just a couple. You can Google it, and there's, like, a bunch more. Um, so, pretty much haute couture is, like, here, I'll read this to you. Haute couture gowns can take over 800 hours to produce, so it goes without saying that buying haute couture doesn't come cheap. Day wear can start at $10,000. Like, that's a poo. piece, that's, like, one piece of clothing. It's like a so, top, it's a blouse. Right, so we've talked about this My before, dudes. like, Haute couture used to be much more of a bigger thing even like a hundred years ago because only like the rich people were able to buy um, like these really marvelous pieces of um, fashion, like of clothing, and then they would like wear them, like they probably like wear them more than once, right. you know, and they didn't, they weren't, it was so expensive they couldn't buy so much. And right. so what was in style and what was in fashion was only what the, like, what the rich people could wear. And now with fast fashion, you can be in style by wearing a $5 shirt. And that has only yeah. become um, capable to us in like the last right. 20 years. And that is why right. this is um, such an epidemic and why we are seeing that there's 60% more clothing purchased from the year 2000 to 2014, which I'm sure has only grown as we are now in 2019. Yeah. Well, I remember my dad telling me that um, my grandpa, he used to go down like what did he say? Maybe like once a month or so to my grandma's boutique. Okay. Yeah. And he, and they had all her measurements there and that's the other thing. Everything was so classy, you guys. Sometimes I long to live in another time, another place. But, um, anyway, he would go down there and he'd be like, okay, you know, this is the, what color I want. Pick her out something nice. And you know, it'll be like the skirt, the jacket, the blouse. And you'd have, you know, like five pieces of evening wear, five pieces of day wear, you know, whatever. And that was it. Like, your wardrobe didn't consist of a thousand different mix and match pieces. Right. You had, like, ten outfits and, like, maybe five pairs of shoes. And they were all pristinely made, mm-hmm. classy. They were an investment. Yeah. And that was it. And now we're just, like, everywhere. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Super uh, crazy. Yeah. So, I guess now we can just go in and talk about some of the ways that we practice being sustainable in yeah. um this world that we live in so i like mentioned those beeswax wraps i love those yeah. um lately i haven't been the best at this but for a while i would always like whenever i work in sioux falls i would bring my like yeti reusable cup and take it in and when i got my coffee i would get it filled in yeah. that and you guys not only am i saving a cup then it keeps my coffee hot for like 12 hours mm-hmm. um yeah so i nope. do that we definitely recycle no cold pumpkin spice lattes what why no cold pumpkin spice lattes because you have the big Yeti cup that keeps it cold for five hours, eight hours. Oh, oh, oh. I was I making she's a joke. She's making a joke, guys. Whatever. Um, ride your bicycle. Ride your bicycle. Um, I actually pulled my bike out a few times this summer. Good job. I was like really proud of yeah. myself. <laughs> I love it's it. hard to do when you live in a bigger city, 
but still do it. If nothing else, for your health, too. And honestly, carpool. Like, if Serena and I are going to something the same, I'm just like, okay, literally, let's just be ready at the same time. Yeah. Let's go together. Just go together. It's not that hard. You save gas money, too. I mean, right, gas yeah. is expensive. For um, sure. Another thing is Jenna actually has made me my own little produce bag. So um, this kind of goes along the same line as using your reusable bags. But also, sometimes you'll be like, oh, produce, just throw it in this little plastic bag at the store mm-hmm. no just take your little reusable um cute produce bag and just throw your produce in that yep. um that's another really great way um i serena and i bought reusable straws oh yes i have those yeah love my little metal metal reusable straws you they come with like the cute little cleaner and we got a little glass to put ours in they're very aesthetically pleasing i'm not gonna lie that is part of the reason we got them before yes. we actually got into being sustainable but um also oh. very sustainable um super nice and it's kind of it is a pain in the butt, but when you have when you have guests over or whatever, even if you get like the cheaper um, like reusable plastic cups from like Target or something like that, just have those on hand for when you're having guests over instead of buying a sleeve of solo cups every time that you have a gathering. Which that's something that I noticed that I didn't really think about. I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna buy some like red solo cups, and I'm like, I'm going through all these solo cups. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And then, same thing, if you either use what's in your cupboard or if there's going to be a lot of people there or there's going to be kids or whatever, just get those cheap, reusable plastic things and just keep them in a separate box for hosting gatherings. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a trick that and I take your, learned. like, water... You, do you have, like, a water bottle you use every day? Like at Every work? single day. Yeah, same. I use my hydro flask. Um, take your water bottle to class, to work... Um, to the gym, whatever. Take your reusable water bottle, fill it up. I always have my yellow hydro flask with me every everywhere I go. Sometimes it really bothers me when I see like the same people with a plastic water bottle that I know like that they bought at the union or they bought like a huge twenty four pack at Walmart right. and they're using those plastic water bottles. Like that is actually costing you more money. Why are you buying water when you can right. have a reusable bottle and fill it up right. in the sink? Like it's not just a sustainable issue; it's literally money. Like, right. do you have no, like, are you just made of money? I, I don't know. Um, there's this, there's this, there's um, someone that I work with, and she brings a plastic, like a, not even like refilling it with a plastic bottle with water, tap water every day, buying a, like three bottles of water every day, because she drinks a lot of water. And finally I said to her, I'm like, what the heck are you doing? You need to be drink. you need to, with as much water as you go through, you need to be bringing a, um... A reusable, reusable water, bottle. water bottle. What are you doing? And she's like, I like the taste better. You're like, kidding. So what? would she would she buy like water from the food court or bring like plastic water? She would bring her own water. Okay. Like that she bought at the store. Well at least that because at the food court it's probably like a dollar, two dollars a right. bottle versus buying right. a whole pack for like a few dollars. But that's just annoying. That is just It's just excessive and unnecessary. And then again, it's so Western culture that just makes me sick. Like when people say Americans, like that is exactly what they're talking about. It's it's convenience. It's what I want. I want it now. Like to heck with the consequences. I don't care. Yeah. I want what I want and I'm going to do anything that it takes to get me what I want. Did you tell her? You're like, yo, this is bad for the environment. Oh yeah. I'm like, okay, you're killing the planet. I'm glad that you called her out on that though. She She needed to be called out on that. And I mean... I mean, joking. I I'm a very upfront person, so right. everyone knows that, and they know I'm I'm a very loving person too. Right. And she's like, like, she's like, I know, I know, I need to be better. I'm like, yeah, you do. And then she kind of was just like and, laughed and laughed, and, and laughed and left, laughed and left. But I mean, I did I did put it out there. That's another thing. I mean, if you 
obviously we're very passionate about this and so we're talking about it if you also feel passionate about it and you kind of see the same thing and you want to tell someone about it I mean obviously I have a relationship with my coworker, and I could say that and she was fine with it and yeah. there was no hard feelings but you know there's nothing wrong with being like hey I noticed that you carry a plastic water bottle every day have you like maybe thought about you know getting a reusable one yeah exactly you know, um, yeah. I have a coworker. This is so awesome. She has a bento box, and she will like call ahead to places for oh, her I lunch. Love this. Yeah. Yes, she'll call ahead to places and be like, "Hey, can I have your burger and French fries? Um, and also, can you please just keep it on like a warm plate or whatever?" And I'm coming. I have my own box. I'll put that in that. I don't want any plastic silverware. I don't want any napkins. I don't want anything. I'm bringing my own box. She'll yeah. call ahead and tell them that. And I just that's think amazing. that is yeah, that's so cool. Or even if she's getting like a juice, um like from Agua Fresh or whatever, she will um, take her little reusable, um, she has a reusable cup that she'll take and she'll get that. Um, She also has a cute little mug that she takes for her coffee. She's, she is seriously the best, you guys, about that. She's so good. And sometimes I feel so bad and she is always just telling me, she's like, it's okay, it just takes practice. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, we're, you know, up here on our little high horses or pedestals or whatever you want to say. But, like, I am by no means perfect. Like, over in that drawer over there, I have little plastic sandwich baggies. Oh! Oh! And... Uh, that's another thing. Right, I need to get the little I have, baggies. I have there. reusable um, bags, and so I don't buy plastic um, baggies. Little reusable snack bags. I have you can get them snacks. at, like, Target yeah. or just, like, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Just Amazon. Or there's... You guys, there are so many, like, Instagram accounts out there on sustainability that will give you tips and tricks, show you, yep. like, help you... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe post a few, a few that I follow on the, um, Instagram account this week, but, um, a few different, um, Instagram accounts will teach you how to properly recycle, you know, this instead of that, you know, um, how to make this more convenient, you know, like if you want to get into composting, what to compost, how to do it, this, that, the other, how to make it not smell super (laughs) awful, um, you know, obviously we said not everything is recyclable, so just maybe even being aware of like, okay, look at this packaging, is it recyclable, is it not, um, that kind of thing, um, is super helpful too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, well, um, we have talked about just about everything from trash to recycling to consumerism, and I don't know. Hopefully you guys have some stuff to think about. Maybe you want to have some stuff that you want to research now. Right, definitely. Um, I think that we've said this more than once. A big, huge part of this podcast is we hope we inspire you guys to think about things that you haven't yeah. thought about before. Whether you agree with us or you have a completely different opinion, hey, at least we've got your brain moving. Um, so, yeah, we'll be posting some things on our story this week, a few of our favorite things that help us be more aware as consumers and um, just be more sustainable we'll be posting those and we hope you enjoyed our episode this week of yeah, something um, sustainability. we're super passionate yeah. about uh we had lots of conversations about it this summer so yeah. really glad that we are finally able to share with you guys um yeah thanks so much all right guys make sure and go and subscribe so that way you get a little notification whenever our podcast is available to you on sundays um also make sure and you can go and like and rate to leave a written review if you would like um we love to see those you can also follow us on instagram and facebook at coffee and a combo podcast you can follow me cameron at cameron swear on instagram and jenna at jenna yvette 98 all right we hope to see you here again next week for another episode of coffee and a combo podcast have a good one guys 
This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. 